and we are rolling. So thank you for listening. My name is Tom, and this is Abroad Madness. Welcome back for another episode. How did you guys actually like me, Yuta? I've never asked you guys that. I mean, I think you guys liked it, but ah, prefecture or city? Both. Both. Yeah. I enjoyed pretty much every aspect of living in Niigata. Mm-hmm. The only thing that wasn't so enjoyable was the long commute from the city to where we uh, live. What was it? It was like thirty or forty minutes by train. Thirty. Thirty. Thirty minutes. Actually, twenty-five okay. on the train ride. Yeah, but then walking to the train. Walking. Yeah, that like the whole process walking just to... took like an hour. Yeah, so I mean, it, it was kind of nice. We didn't spend so much time in the city, maybe once or twice a month, uh, but we kind of had our own little bubble there in the university area. In general, it really doesn't get much better than that. It's such a beautiful city, beautiful area. The people were very friendly and very nice. Like compared to like when you were in Tokyo, like what's the difference? Because you are, you know, you've been in Tokyo. You know what Tokyo is kind of like. Yeah, Tokyo is often very busy and always going. It's never really quiet or calm in most parts. So with Niigata, you kind of got more of a relaxing vibe while still being enjoyable. While being able to eat sushi. Exactly. Yeah, those were those were the best weekend trips where. You would just go eat sushi and then just go in an onsen oh. and relax for hours. That that onsen got way too pricey. Seriously, way too Did pricey. It, yeah. I think when you guys were there, it was around one thousand yen with like six hundred yen or something, right? It, it was about six fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then that's because we have like a student pass, so it went from that to like around one thousand, one thousand two hundred, and it's it just went on and on, and I was like. Yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, it w- it was nice for the area. Like I think that was the the only one we really had in the area, wasn't it? Right. Uh, yeah. Down by the ocean. Yeah, it's that definitely that's yeah. the only one, but yeah. not that where not worth like one thousand two hundred or something. Yeah, at, at that point, it wouldn't turn into a weekly trip, but more of like a special, maybe once a month trip. Yeah, or something like that. But I don't I don't really know why it got so expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's true. How about you? Yeah, uh, Niigata. Yeah, Niigata. <laughs> to me, like I, uh, before we left for Niigata, I already researched a little bit and I found out that, okay, Niigata is not the biggest city. Mm-hmm. It's kind in a prefecture that is considered like countryside. So more about agriculture. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. More about sake. And yeah, and I figured, wow, okay. So I'm going to move to the Japanese Magdeburg. So pretty much my home city, but just, mm. yeah, in Japanese, interesting. <laughs> but I didn't really bother because in the end, living there, it was certainly calmer and there was less things to do compared to a huge city like Tokyo. Mm-hmm. But I, I really enjoyed it to that extent that for the weekend or for a few, for a week during mm-hmm. holidays, you can go to big, big, dazzling city like Osaka yeah, and just have a great time. But in the end, I was always happy to come back to that peaceful little <laughs> city Niigata, yeah, uh, because we we had everything that we needed pretty much there, yeah, right? That's true. It was as Tyler said, it was our little bubble. Yeah. We had us, so always a good time. We had bars that we would always visit, restaurants that we love. We had the beach right there, and it was just like a little like a little piece of paradise. Also, yeah, at the beginning, I also thought, oh my God, Harashin could also be a little closer, all the way to the city to downtown. <laughs> Yeah. It's a little short too, but looking back at it now, I must admit I enjoyed 
those walks together mm. even yeah, yeah i also still remember very vividly uh those nights where we would walk through the snow oh. from the onsen at harashin back to the hills and at that point it was a struggle yeah like i really hated the situation <laughs> because and you just want to go home but now that i look back at it it was such a beautiful moment just with the snow and us waiting at the train tracks yeah also that had its charm and the uh, train rides to the station or the stress we had to run to the station to catch the very last train back to the university right. was painful but now looking back i just it's so funny it's, it was a pure joy right it's just like it's just memories right now it's like oh that happened yeah yeah that happened we we we, we we're definitely going down memory lane we're just like oh the good old time yes and i will i'm so thankful that i actually did that year abroad mm. so actually in my studies it is recommended to do at least one semester in a different country but you don't have to you can still graduate without that just it would be a different title yeah. that you would have. And I just found myself in that situation. Okay, good. This might be your last year as a bachelor student, but you have the chance to go abroad now as a student. And this might be, you might have a really, really awesome time there. Who knows when you have that chance again right. in your life? Because once you're an adult and you work and everything, yeah. it's not it's not the same like as a student. Yeah. Right. So I thought, yeah, okay. Just apply for it. What are the chances? Yeah. And yeah, in the end, no regrets about that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you found the love of your life and they're sitting next to you and you guys have a dog. So great. Yes. I said so many, so many friends, like really good friends. And like, look, look at us. Yeah. We still, we're still in contact. We're still right. chatting. Yeah. Without that decision to go to Niigata, so many friends I wouldn't have made over the years. I guess like being with you guys, you guys change a lot about me really serious like you guys you you guys have no idea how much you've impacted my life like you've changed me for better or for worse <laughs> <laughs> give us an example like uh, this is uh, i still remember like uh you guys kind of basically made me be more upset accepting of compliments oh i'm 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 very bad at compliments like i don't i when I, like you know I was a chubby kid. I didn't really have like, you know, that much confidence in myself. That kind of changed a little bit when I came to Japan. But, you know, I was still not like really okay with full on like, you know, all time you look good. Like, you know, I was like, oh, uh, uh, no. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I was just like that. But then you guys were always like really super nice. Just like always complimenting me. And then I, I remember Vero one time she, she just said this. She was like, Tom, just shut up and take my fucking compliment. And just like suck it and don't say any shit anymore. And I was like, okay. And that actually stuck with me. You know, that has, I guess, helped me a lot. That's really right. nice to hear. Right. You guys definitely impacted me a lot. Like, I mean, after you guys, I've gotten really good at organizing the me guys, like drinking parties. Yeah, true. <laughs> we had to, you had to plan so many. Yeah. I mean, we with there. you guys, we I didn't have to plan anything, but it's just like I've seen how people would kind of be if they're drunk or if they're doing shit here and there so it's like so i was prepared for any situation after that so every time i'm like yeah let's just do it and then i could i could kind of organize everything so it was good yeah, that's really good thanks to japan i actually learned to really love fish oh. and beer my deep deep love for beer started in japan wait what coming from a german yeah right. I'm, like, I'm like wait what uh no hmm? no seriously 
before I came to Japan, I did not drink beer. But then I was in Japan and I thought like, yeah, first day that uh, after arriving there, my group of German students was like, yeah, how about we go to this kombini and then walk to the beach at night and just watch the watch the sea for a little bit. First of all, was a bad idea. was pitch black there. So nothing. <laughs> but when we were in the kombini, everyone was grabbing beers and yeah, checking out those brands because they were unfamiliar to yeah. us. And I thought like, hmm, yeah, might as well giving it a shot, right? Like you're an adult now. <laughs> you are living in a different country. You can try beer. And yeah, then of course I started drinking beer at Nomikais, at parties and I, I started to like beer. And then when I came back to Germany, I started to deeply love beer. Mm. And yeah, it was especially German beer. But yeah, that's a How big, big um, that I took from Japan. How different is beer in Germany and beer in Japan? Um, is there well, any difference? It's, yeah, it's brewed in a different way. Yeah. Like there must be there's a certain procedure in German, Germany mm-hmm. to produce beer. And yeah, I find... Japanese beer is like lighter, easier to drink. I would say the exact same <laughs> thing. Those were the two main points that I thought of when you asked that question. Is it's lighter and easier to drink in Japan. Uh, Don't get me wrong; it, it's it's still very easy to drink here in Germany. It's mm-hmm. just different. It's yeah. stronger. It's yeah. It's more full. Yeah. Body. I don't think I actually drank beer when I was actually in Germany. <laughs> it's okay. We're gonna bring you one next yeah. year yeah, when we visit. You. When we bring the spoon, <laughs> we'll bring a beer as well. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you drank beer for the first time? Wait, I actually have one question that I really wanted to ask, but should I forgot? You're buying beer at the convenience store. Like walking the to the beach. We're sitting there drinking our beers, watching the pitch black sea. We didn't see it. We just heard it <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> We were sitting on top of that sand hill, you know, ah, that dune. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were like, okay, we don't know if the sea is like right in front of us or really 50 far. meters further, but it sounds really loud. So we're just going to sit here. <laughs> it still turns out there was still a little bit of space between us. Right. But yeah, there were, there's no lights. Yeah. Wait, is do you normally have lights? Like in, I mean, obviously you don't have beach, beaches in Germany, but beaches in uh, like, yeah. Europe. Up in the north, we um, Germany has beaches, and oh, they Germany are have always beaches. okay. <laughs> yeah, I would say they are always they are always lanterns or something. Uh, but yeah, and I didn't see any at the Niigata beach at least. It, there are, but it stops at a certain point. So before it gets to us, it stops. Yeah, but be- there are there are yeah lanterns there. Or big lamps on the beaches, like on on the front part, because like the part that we went, usually it's not, no one governs over it. It's like just free land. Ah, uh, okay. I see. Right. I see. So like you know, people can just kind of do whatever the shit they want, and no one's gonna really kind of mm. complain about it. But you guys, yeah. you guys always do this. I think like for some reason Germans find it necessary to do it. They always like to clean beaches. Yes, we don't like dirty beaches. I don't know why. It's such a because. Having a beach is actually such a great thing, yeah, mm-hmm. for a city. Yeah. And if it's so painful to us to see how people can just make it become so dirty and don't keep it clean. So it's true, we were cleaning <laughs> we're cleaning the yeah. beach once in a while. After beach parties, we would leave the beach cleaner than yeah. when we found it. I would like sometimes I would come over and then it like it would be like a pile of just rubbish. And then you guys will actually take the rubbish back with you. Like, not the rubbish that you guys produce, but just, like, the rubbish that was already on 
beach. You guys would just take it back. I'm like, this is like a normal, like, you know, back then it was kind of, I was still like, you know, freshly being in contact with Germans. So I was like, is this something that normal people do? Or is it just like a German thing? Yeah. Or is it just like, am I just not educated on how to be, how to do a barbecue and on the beach? Like, you know, I was just like questioning <laughs> my life. I was like, wait, do I do it? Do I need to do this? Or yeah, but it was definitely fun. I still, I'm still like, there's this one question I really wanted to ask. Yeah, I was going to ask if you remembered it. It's still in my back of my brain. Like, I think it has something to do with just like Lani just drinking beer. You, you need like a pen in hand so you yeah. can write it down. Right. If, if it I should. Pops up. I actually should, but then I'm like, oh, it's too lazy. <laughs> because that, if I do that, it kind of feels like I'm doing translation. Like, you know. Okay, like, yeah. So, I actually did mm, translation cool. once. It's actually really tiring like i don't i seriously props to people who can do translation on real time it's crazy shout out to benoit oh yeah i should i should reach out to him like seriously he would be a great guy to have on your podcast very interesting guy very has a lot of good stories about alcohol like i still remember him talking about like how he got his interview goes in at the soccer yeah, 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 it goes in. I'm not sure what he's doing right now, but back then... I think, I think he's still doing it just in a different location now. Ah, okay. Because yeah. I think we remember him saying, like, back then he just walked in and the CEO of the company is like, just, like, pour him some sake and then they start drinking and he's like, oh, you can't get drunk? Okay, good, you hired. <laughs> Perfect, you got the job. Yeah. <laughs> you can speak, you use knowledgeable. The last thing I need is you to be not drunk easily. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I definitely want, want. Oh yeah, I would reach out to him. I think you he's should, gonna yeah. be. He's gonna be like cool, kind of cool with it. It's like, oh Tom, I haven't heard you in a while. He's yeah, like, he's definitely has some good things to say. Everything, mo- most things that he says are very nice and good, except for his choice in hockey teams. Um, <laughs> just, don't, just don't bring up any ice hockey, and you'll be fine. Wait, ice hockey is basically just like a Canadian thing, right? No, that's right. Not just Canadian. Oh, it's that's... just very big in Canada. Wait, Lani, wait, where, Lani, where else? Like, does ho- ice hockey yeah. exist? Norway, Finland, uh, Sweden, then mm. also Russia, Czech uh, Republic. Uh, Germany is also getting big slowly. And the U- um, U.S. also. Uh, yeah, U.S. America. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually United surprised States. because, like, kind of yeah. like ice hockey is like kind of like a Canadian thing, as Tyler said. It's like yeah, was it invented in Canada? Ice hockey. We're gonna cut right now, and I'm just going to. <laughs> I believe it is. I know that basketball was invented by a Canadian. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. I actually don't like basketball, by the way. <laughs> no. <laughs> It, it was developed in Canada. Yeah. Ice hockey. Yeah. yeah, that's why. That's why. In Benoit's hometown, so Quebec. Quebec? Yeah, in, in Montreal. Yeah, ah, Quebec. Okay, cool. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, I I didn't I don't like basketball because when I was a kid, like everyone's like, oh, you you got the height, you're probably good at basketball. You know, as like an Asian kid, being one seventy seven, it's apparently high <laughs> back then, not now. Yeah. Now, like, it's like. Every Chinese guy from China is just like easily 180. I don't know how. I don't know why. Yeah. Like apparently the youngins, the young youngsters are becoming taller and taller. Yeah. Every weird. Every year the average is going up. Yeah, right. It's like, oh my god, I'm fucking tiny and I used to be <laughs> I mean, coming to Japan and being above 180 is 
very very torture yeah yeah wait how tall are you Definitely. tyler 185 so oh. <laughs> i've had some i've had some back issues uh coming back from japan yeah it, it, it depends doorways are a little tricky showers tricky that's basically everything everywhere yeah, if I was over two meters, I would not be able to survive Japan, I don't think. Right. Poor Toby. Right. Poor Toby. Like, I find myself being the best height. Like, I'm not too short, but I'm also not that high. It always just pass, like, you know, slight over. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's but, great. But you're taller, you're taller than the average height in Japan, I believe. Well, like, tell, tell that to the youngsters, as I said. They're getting taller. And taller True, yeah. it's very strange to see like a, a 14 or 15 year old boy that's yeah. like 190 or something like yeah, that it's like, what did you eat what gene yeah. what happened to you what didn't you eat is the better question <laughs> put in the water yeah so yeah i think yeah. we're just gonna move into like i guess your love story your whole like long distance <laughs> relationship like i asked for i mean i don't know if I will ever try and get into a long-distance relationship, but it doesn't hurt to get some advice. Sure. Yeah. No, it's definitely true because, I mean, I'm... If I if I was ever... if I guess, like, if I was just, like, staying in Malaysia, I'd probably just, like, you know, just be with a Malaysian. But then mm-hmm. just being in Japan, I don't think I can just settle with, like, just a Malaysian. Unless the mm-hmm. Malaysian has, like, the same background, like, are very active, like, with a lot of foreigners. And also just been in Japan for quite some long, like, quite a long time. If they, I guess, like if they don't, don't, if they don't match that certain area, like aspects, it'd probably be hard for me. So yeah, tell me your secrets. Tell me your wisdom. Well, first off, I wouldn't recommend it if, like, <laughs> if it came down to it and you needed to do it, then for sure. Mm-hmm. If you weighed out all the options, but I would say the easiest way is to just find someone in your area. <laughs> I mean, that's e- way that's easier than done, said than done, right? exactly yeah i guess there's no real secret to it you just got you just have to find the person mm-hmm. with whom it is easy you know <laughs> easy to be around and it's also easy to be separated because mm-hmm. for certainly after spending a whole year together in japan and then yeah when our exchange program ended when he was leaving for canada and i headed back to germany it was a very harsh cut because suddenly you only see that person yeah by facetime right. or skype or whatever and yeah missing like the actual physical uh closeness to each other is super weird but since we knew that there is a day that we are working towards that we can be together again for example uh we already decided yeah that I want to come for Christmas to Canada or he wants to come over for that certain time to visit us. Uh, You, it made it much easier, right? That you know, yes, right now we don't have each other. We just, yeah, talk by internet, but yeah, we, we just have to wait that long. Then we have each other again, pretty much it. That made everything worth it. So I guess like instead of, I mean, before like, you know, the whole, I guess like the mini stops, in the whole thing did you have like a goal it's like oh i'm like after three years we're gonna be together like in like you know the same country did you had that or like did you start planning that like from the start when you guys split up like you know to different like back when you went back to your country 
No, it, it wasn't really planned out like that. It was mostly once we got to, you know, certain milestones, I guess you could say, or steps. Uh, then we kind of reevaluated from there mm-hmm. and discussed, okay, what do we want mm-hmm. in the near future, like next six six months to a year? What, mm-hmm. What's our next step? So Also, we were like really realistic with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we knew we have to split up now, yeah. potentially there is the chance, right? When you're separated, that there's a change in feelings yes. or something. So keep it real. Yes, it's it cannot work out. Mm-hmm. But if you try it and then... You find yourself still being together and still being crazy for each other, mm-hmm. uh, even yeah. though you're separated for eight months. Then yeah, you just keep on you keep on going, and then at some point he was done with his bachelor studies, and we were wondering, okay, what's the step now? And he's like, yeah, I guess I want to look for jobs in Germany now. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah, okay, then let's try that. Yeah, now now we already lived together since three, 2018. Four years. Three years? Three years, yeah. Almost four years. I guess like the best thing would be do when you guys are doing like a small, I guess, talk about what's going to happen for six years, like six months. It's always good. Like six months or like a year is always great to like plan meetups. Yeah, mm-hmm. certainly. When you're separated, you do crave to see that person again. Yeah, when you're, I was so in love with him. I would have, I, <laughs> I would have loved to spend like months and months in Canada mm-hmm. or kept him here in Germany. Yeah. So as long as that feeling is not disappearing, mm-hmm. it's all going well. I think. I think in these eight months that we were apart, I think we saw each other three or four times maybe so right once we separated and she went to germany and i went to canada i think it was within one month i was back in germany <laughs> visiting her. yeah but it was a surprise visit because oh. we wanted to take me to october okay he wanted me to take him to the Oktoberfest in munich you you basically you had like a different like a i mean lani was the byproduct the real thing right now is Oktoberfest. <laughs> Yeah, it was just coincidence that Lani would be in Germany. A so. nice side effect, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the main no. chick, the, the main fillet was Oktoberfest. Lani was just a side chick <laughs> at that point. <laughs> yeah, let's keep it real. Yeah, so you came for that in, uh-huh. in end of September, October, September, and yeah. for Christmas I headed to Canada. So in December again, mm-hmm. met up. And then in March you also came. True. Yeah, I had some money left from part-time jobs, and I mm-hmm. thought. Oh, yeah, Canada in March would also be fun again. So, And my parents were like, yeah, sure. If you have break and you're done with your exams, uh, you can you can go. You've got the money. So in <laughs> March, I believe it again. And then just like that, in the end of April, I was done with studying. So I went over. So honestly, these trips or meetups in the middle really helped pass the time. I guess like when you guys were, you know, definitely you guys were working to like the meetup, meetup, but then during like the time when you guys are kind of separate, because there's always a saying like if one side is busy and the other side is kind of free, you know, you kind of think think too much. But then did you guys just like make sure that you guys were super busy and then like you'll set a time to just talk and then after that you just, I guess, return to like your busy lifestyle or what, you know, what did you guys do? Uh, Yeah, I I think in general we were both at pretty busy parts of our lives with studying so there wasn't really much room to you know have your mind kind of wander that way at the same time while we were super busy we were also thinking that the other person you know is the first person you want to speak with in the morning last one you want to speak with at night and just constantly keeping them updated on what's going on with your life essentially in the end it's not really about always feeling the urge to be super present 
24-7 in the other person's life, but I was already happy when I could see him at least in the evening before I go to bed. Mm. And yeah, when I, over the day, when I see something that reminds me of him or that like an insider (laughs) joke, I would like hit him up. So he knows that I do think uh, about him uh, (laughs) a lot. Yeah, then it was already good. Just need to keep the tension up. (laughs) And I mean, even to, to this day, even though we see each other for 23 hours a day, basically. Yeah. We're still doing this, you know, uh, whenever we're thinking of one another, sending this, I don't know, funny picture, video. (laughs) And it's just a cycle that continues, you know. I think there are some couples who, when they go through like long distance relationship and then they go back into like just being together, it kind of felt weird for them. She's like, you know, have (laughs) like the person like right next to you immediately that some people, like some couple I've known, like actually broke up from that. They were kind of used to having, like I guess, like personal space. Yeah, is what oh, you would say. Really? I I think it was a bit the opposite for us because when we started dating, we were kind of inseparable. So <laughs> our whole foundation was us spending ninety percent of the time together mm-hmm. because you know at the end of the day we're we're in a relationship, but we're also right. best friends. Mm-hmm. So it's the weird part was when we were separated and when we didn't have this, you know, closeness or I guess some people would say lacking personal space, but for us, it, it was probably too much personal space. <laughs> so it's, it's a bit of the opposite, I would find for us. Mm. What would you say? Yeah, that's true. Like, since that with us, it we had the benefit that our relationship developed extremely naturally, right? Mm. Like, I arrived with my drama group in Japan, and he by himself, and then our <laughs> friends group yeah. slowly like, developed, grew. Someone, yeah, Michael mentioned, yeah, we got a new dude from Canada, his name is <laughs> Taylor. And I'm like, who is she? And <laughs> yeah, get to know each other, and yeah, acting naturally and behaving naturally in front of each other because you're surrounded by friends, and right. then slowly feeling like, oh yeah, you could. You could totally spend some more time with that person. He's really mm. fun. Mm. And yeah, suddenly you wake up and you're like, yeah, I guess this is a relationship that you're here <laughs> or that you're doing. Because you meet that person every day because you want to spend time with that person because you think he is the funniest or the person that you want to spend the most time with um, to make the day enjoyable. And yeah, when that is suddenly gone because you're separated, that's like, Huh. Yes. Finding my way back to the German friends <laughs> in Germany. That's kind of hard. But yeah, we're going to make it work out. And mm. then when he was back, mm-hmm. that I must admit, when we then, after being separated for a few months, uh, sitting next to each other was really like, not that I was shy, or, not yet, but like getting kisses from a kiss from him or something was like, like the first time again Ooh. was like a little thrill, a little like self-doubt, a little like, was that was that normal? Did I kiss normally? I don't know. <laughs> so, I found it really refreshing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you feel a little hesitant there again. It doesn't doesn't come so casual anymore. But yeah, after the second day, of course, you're back in relationship mode. <laughs> and just to touch back on what she was saying about how. Our relationship developed naturally. Yeah. We started uh, our Niigata journey just as friends. Right, yeah. For quite a while. And then it kind of blossomed after that. 
Did you guys remember? I don't know. I don't know if Lani still remembers this, like the Halloween fiesta. Yes. No. Well, we I remember, remember. I remember the first hour. Yes. <laughs> I I don't know if I'm gonna cut this up, but like definitely, I, I want to talk about it. But then, dude, it was hectic. It was hectic. It was like it was terrible, right? Oh, it was like war. It was war. It was war. Like, like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it was messy at some point. You were crying and then puking outside. By the way, Lani. I then, know. While I was you pushing were pushing the people aside. Yeah. While you so were. Yeah. While you were doing that, I think Kidin, like our Thai friend, is also do- puking on like because you're puking <laughs> at the door. <laughs> Like outside of the door yeah. at the front, so you're pu- puking on the left side, and he's puking on the right side. By the way, <laughs> yeah, I still remember that. That I think this was one of the last little memories fragments <laughs> that I have. That I would like sit outside, uh-huh. and I was like cutting my eyes, holding my head in my hand. Yeah, and I just heard, I heard, um my friends uh-huh. talking like they were surrounding me yeah. and they're like yeah, did she eat something no she didn't really eat a lot because she had to paint like all the girls faces for halloween so yeah. then they don't have to pay the entrance fee <laughs> and then michael was like maybe we should get water and Fax like do we have water and in my head i was just like screaming oh, people please just take a step back i need to then i just stood up and i split the, the crown <laughs> To just throw up, <laughs> yeah, behind them. Then I just, yeah, while when I was done, I was mm-hmm. like sitting down again, trying to find my concentration again. And just hear Michael saying, Yup, look at it. Of course, she threw up. There's nothing in it, it's just liquid. <laughs> it was so bad. And then I remember, yeah, that I was at that point, I was still in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know I broke up with my boyfriend, uh-huh. and it was shortly after that, uh, that we have to have the Halloween party. And I was deep in doubts and so emotional. And I was like, oh, my God, I broke up. I can't believe I broke up. I did break up. And then, yeah, next, then cut, blackout. <laughs> next sequence was, yeah, me being carried by Michael into a into a, into a taxi while I was just whispering, Misha. Very pitiful. <laughs> and then I woke up at Chris's. But the cutest thing, I woke up. And next to me was a pot, like a big noodle pot ah. for me to throw up, I guess. And then <laughs> a, little, a very little note no. handwritten by uh, Masa. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still in Niigata, by the way. He's still studying. Yeah, yeah he, just, he just wrote, uh, yeah, uh, get better soon, smiley. <laughs> and I looked at it, oh, how... and then I ran to the toilet and threw up again. <laughs> but I was so, it was so touching, it was so adorable. It's really, it's something that I really adore about Japanese people, yeah? They are so caring. I actually never got, I never asked you guys what you guys remember from, I should have asked Echo because I, I witnessed Echo doing something crazy. Like Was Echo also drunk? That crazy oh, drunk? sorry for the cliffhanger. But as always, thank you for listening. This is Tom from Abroad Madness and we will see you next episode. Bye-bye.